This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. You lucky on that day I was acting cool, cuz Nigga, what? what's up? How gangster are you, cuz? I don't fuck with you, cuz you disrespecting me. I don't fuck with you, cuz you disrespecting me. I go hard, cuz. Hey, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on through. Oh my gosh. First and foremost, let me thank everybody who came to the live show. Was it impromptu? It was kind of impromptu. Um, usually I do Spotify lives. And as you guys know, the Spotify live app is no more. They took it off of the Google Play Store, Apple Store. So you can't download it anymore. It's a dead app. And so I am working on building my own app. But um, I ended up doing the call-in show Friday. And it was it was very interesting. It was good. Like, I like the fact that I was able to, like, just talk to so many different people. The chat, I went back and I watched it. Oh, my gosh. The chat was off the chain. Y'all was going in. I mean, it was just, it was a lot of opinions back and forth. You know, good comments, shady comments. But I was here for it. And we had over 6,000 people in here on Friday. You could barely read the chat if you were here live. It was just flying. You could barely read the chat with so many people in there, but it was a really good discussion. But I will say for me, um, I just didn't like all of like the technical stuff. Like even when you watch the playback, you can kind of see the glitches, the dead air where I couldn't hear. So I don't know if that was like a YouTube issue or a StreamYard issue. But when we did the Spotify live, we didn't, you know, experience a bunch of glitching. The audio was smooth and crisp. Okay. So I don't know. I'm still trying to debate if I'm going to, you know, I, I do want to do more calling shows. Like I said, people acted like this was new. It was just new for me to do it on YouTube. Um, I've done like one or two calling shows in the past, but they were really small, maybe like five people. But like this was very big for me. But usually I, I've been doing call-in shows for the past two years. So this is not new for me. We just do them on a whole different platform. It's usually on Spotify. And then for people who are like, oh, she changed her theme song. Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, today uh, I got time because that will be a staple of my live stream. That is an inside joke on this channel. You might be new here, but all the OGT sippers who've been here know why I play today. I got time because. Um, so the song that I played, that was for the Spotify live show. We're not changing theme songs. I got a theme song for everything on this damn channel, okay? Everything I do comes with a theme song. 
But the live stream is today. I got time because y'all voted on this two years ago, even after, you know, little boy passed away. Y'all still wanted to use the theme song. So here we are. Shout out to Reese Beats. He's one of my favorite producers who produced the song. So, yeah, man, we will we will think about doing some more call-in shows. Um, I just got to I just hate glitching. I don't like glitching. I don't like feeling like I, I can't hear when people are calling in. So, um, you know, maybe it was a one off because I don't do call in shows on YouTube. Maybe we can find another app. But I definitely I liked it. You know, the vibe was different doing it on YouTube than on Spotify Live. But it was still fun. The only difference was I missed the gifts. Like the gifts were crazy on Spotify Live. But y'all were not playing with the emoji. Between the tomatoes, the dust balls, <laughs> the red flag. If y'all have not watched that stream, y'all got to go back. It's a three-hour stream, but it doesn't even feel like three hours. It was three hours of good conversation and just folks dragging in the comment section. <laughs> I'm like, uh-uh, Twitch, no, I don't, mm -mm. I don't do Twitch. I don't do Clubhouse. Clubhouse is just, WAC 100 has ruined Clubhouse for me. I would never attach my brand to Clubhouse. Um Right now, my app, I talked to my developer the other day. We're going to start testing some things out, but it will not be available until, he said, at least July. So we still got a few more months on it, but hopefully we can get it up and running um, and have it as good as Spotify Live because that was such a fun app. So I'm so upset that they don't have it. Um, Discord is private. I would never do it on Discord. We have Zoom meetings on Discord. Um, my call-in shows are public, so they're not private shows. These are public. Anybody can call in. Um, you know, many people joined us over the past two years and called in with their opinions. So these are public shows. These are not private shows. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was something different. I enjoyed it. So just thank you to everybody who called in, everybody who came through. I appreciate it. Oh, y'all are liking the look. Y'all know I like to switch it up, honey. I'm doing the curly hair today. Thank y'all. So now before we get started, um, just a few announcements. So we ended up expanding the show. So we were able to get another 10 tickets. So if you weren't able to get your tickets for the ATL show, we got another 10. Um, we're able to make a bit more space. Also, um, we do have two vendor slots open because two of the vendors were unable to come through um, last minute changes. So if you want to vend, contact us as well. And what else? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you want your pre-made t-shirts for Atlanta, or if you just want, if you know that you're wanting to support or whatever, you can get a pre-made t-shirt sent to you as well. All of the information is on lovelyteapodcast.com. And I'll pin the um, website and everything once the stream is over down below. So if you want to have a shirt specifically in your size, um, we'll have different sizes in Atlanta, but if you want to get a specific size and make sure that your shirt is not sold out, you can pre-order. So want to make sure I got all the announcements out the way, honey, but I can't wait. I can't believe it's going to be in two weeks. Two weeks is the event. So I can't wait to see everyone. So now let's go ahead and talk. It is a lot going on in this world, honey. It's a lot of things um, going on in the mainstream uh with ai the industry the job market a lot of things are changing so if you guys do not know burger king had announced the other day that they are basically shutting down over 400 locations 
And we had talked about this on Discord last week. And now, you know, more it's more mainstream now, more mainstream publications are talking about this. And so, you know, I noticed a lot of people were kind of like making fun. Like, I get it. Maybe, you know, Burger King is not McDonald's. Like, I get that. But it was a lot of people just, you know, laughing like, oh, you know, I don't even know how long they stayed in business and Burger King sucks. And I just kind of didn't really like the nonchalant attitude I was seeing on social media concerning like, you know, the whole Burger King thing. And so this is what I had wrote on um, Instagram here. Let me pull it up. Because I just thought it was very interesting, um, people's somewhat pompous attitudes when it comes to like fast food and, you know, things they don't like. Okay, so this is what I wrote here. I said, I see a lot of people saying good just because they hate Burger King. Do you, re do you realize that these are your friends and neighbors losing their jobs and you will have more competition in an in already stressed out job market? More people may even have to apply for government assistance till they find a job, which means more taxes will be coming out of your check to help sustain those out of work. On top of BK, over 200 retailers are now downsizing slash going out of business for good in 2023. Be careful being so nonchalant about other people's livelihoods. Your job could be next, shaking my head. My, uh, my heart goes out to everyone losing their jobs due to this horrible economic crisis going on. So that is the truth. And um, it's not just Burger King. We have Bed Bath & Beyond. We have uh, Ross. We have a lot of stores. Even when you go into to a lot of Kohl's around the country, I feel like Kohl's is about to shut down any minute. It's so empty in there. Um, so it's a lot of people going through it. and. Um, one of the things that's really bringing this on, one is automation, you know, through AI and robots. Um, and, th and, and three, it's just like these companies, they're, they're not making the sales and not making the money that they once were making. So they're trying to downsize. Well, it's also hitting the mainstream industry. If you guys do not know, um, yes, Bed, Bed Bath & Beyond, thank you. Uh, uh, Melvillant Elephant, thank you. Um, so it's a lot of stores, but it's also hitting now um, Hollywood. So for y'all who don't know, the writers in Hollywood have been talking about going on strike now for the past few weeks. They went on strike. I believe it started maybe last Thursday or something. I don't know. But they're on strike. And um, right now, a lot of your favorite shows are playing reruns. This goes for late night shows, Netflix, um, you know, shows that are supposed to be airing new episodes right now are all in reruns. And one of the things being talked about is the fact that these writers are scared that AI is going to take their jobs. So a lot of them are very, very nervous about this because it's almost like I remember when the writer strike went on strike back in 2007, years ago. I remember this happening. And it was almost like, you know, they had to come up with some type of agreement because at that point, you need writers. What people don't understand is that when Jimmy Fallon is sitting his ass up there, it's not his jokes that he's telling. Somebody has written this for him. And writers are an essential part of Hollywood. You know, they write show scripts and jokes and movies and things like that. But over the years, their pay is not 
up to that, like other people in Hollywood. And a lot of them are fighting to get residuals. As we know, actors get residuals, you know, directors, you know, everybody in Hollywood gets residuals, but writers. And they're also fighting for that as well. Like if I wrote a story and now this is being played on Netflix, I too should get residuals. You know, people want more money and it's understandable. So um, a lot of talk is being discussed, like, should we bow to the writers or can chat GPT just do it? And can you really tell the difference between an AI writing a story and a human being? And to be honest with you, as much as I've been playing with chat GPT and asking it questions and watching videos and stories that were created by chat GPT, I, I can't say that I know the difference. And that's scary. Just like the art community is going through it as well, that somebody posted a picture on Discord of this woman. And this woman looked like she was staring into my soul. And the person posted, I forgot who posted it. And they're like, this is AI generated. And I was very confused. I said, well, I'm confused. What part of it is AI? Because I just assumed maybe the, the room that the woman was in was AI or maybe the candles. They said the entire picture was drawn by AI. When I tell you this, if y'all seen the picture, it's in the um, technology room. The lady looked like she was staring in my soul. It looked like a real woman. And the entire thing was done by AI. Like I, when I say steering, I'm talking about her eyes, the pupils. It looked like a real, almost like a photograph. It didn't even look like it was an artist rendering. This is how real this picture looked. So it's getting to the point where we're only on chat GPT-4. We're only like on the second version of mid-journey. And I'm starting to get confused. So... It's very interesting. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and play some videos here. So we'll start with the writer's strike and then we'll go on to what Snoop Dogg is saying about the situation as well. So give me just a moment here to share my screen. Okay, here we go. You know what, hold on. Y'all ain't gonna be able to hear that. Let me just do it all over. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Okay, here we go. Hit the WGA strike. Writers say they are fighting to make screenwriting a sustainable career once again. Another day on the picket lines means they will not get paid, and the industry continues to lose millions. KTLA's Chris Wolf, live from Paramount Studios in Hollywood. Chris. Yeah, Micah and Cher, demonstrators outside Paramount Pictures here in Hollywood are gone for the day, but they are certainly dedicated and determined a lot of the people I spoke with on those picket lines today are very concerned about the threat of artificial intelligence taking their jobs. 
Pencils down. Members of the Writers Guild of America are now speaking with their voices and actions, not their pens, pencils, or keyboards. Do you see a resolution in sight? I don't. Uh, the last track was three months. One before that was five months. The sides are so far apart, it's going to be a while. On the fourth day of the writer's strike, there is no word of a next round of talks with the major studios to try to resolve the labor dispute. Writers are pitted against the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, or AMPTP. Companies include Netflix, Paramount, Warner Brothers, Fox, Disney, Comcast, NBC Universal, Apple, and Amazon. Writers are pushing for improvements in compensation and residual payments when shows or movies are rerun, among other measures. I think that the question of AI is so new and it's so complex and it's going to have such a big effect on so many areas of, of culture and society. Artificial intelligence is a big one because if machines start writing the scripts, uh, we're done. Why is it even being used to write scripts now? Can you explain that to me? Well, like any technology, because you can. The AMPTP is firing back, releasing key points of its argument. The Producers Alliance says the first year general wage increase currently offered is the highest such increase offered to the WGA in more than 25 years. And the companies say they're offering to create a new category of rates to benefit mid-level writers. Producers say they're offering improvements on streaming residuals and add that WGA demands on mandatory staffing in a writer's room, whether the writers are needed or not, and guarantees of employment are unreasonable. In order to create great storytelling, we need great writers. Right. And we need the whole industry to work together. And everybody deserves to be paid fairly. We will have much more on this development. All right, let me come back on the screen here. So as you guys see, this is getting, you know, very serious. And, you know, I, I hate to be, you know, the I told you so, but how long have we been talking about it on my little insignificant channel? I've been talking about AI automation literally for the past five years. Five years. One of my very first live streams was talking about how automation um, it was taking over the truck driving industry, how they are, you know, doing these self-driving trucks. We talked about pizza shops, having robot pizza makers. I was talking about this five years ago. So it's very interesting now to watch people be so shocked at where we're at. The writing has been on the wall for years. And I think with this issue, if I can be frank, with everything that's going on in California, People are looking at it like they're being greedy. They want more money, this and that. The problem is, even though, yes, this is the, the most that writers have been paid in 20 years, the cost of living is also high as fuck in places like Cali. Let's not act like they're living somewhere in the Midwest or even in some small southern town. They are living in one of the most expensive cities in America. You're literally punished right now for being a Californian. We got the mansion tax going on in the Bay Area. Y'all refuse to hold people accountable who do not need the rent moratorium. You guys are literally punishing mom and pop renters for people who just don't want to pay their rent. Y'all are not listening to the people in California. 
And it's like, if the writers are struggling and these people are employed by Hollywood, how do you think that everyday man and woman just trying to make it day by day in California is feeling? So this is a, a bigger issue. This is a bigger systemic issue. And they're not looking at it. They're just looking at like, oh, these writers are being greedy. They want to cut into our pay. But these are people who are li literally trying to make it day by day because even if they're getting paid what they deem is decent, the rent is going up. The housing cost is out of control in California. Hence why many people have moved. The great Californian exodus took place in 2020 and still taking place. You know, so it's really sad. It's really sad all this stuff that's going on. You know, look at Silicon Valley. So many companies are leaving and they're moving. And now what they're trying to do is punish people. This is something new that came down the pipeline for companies. If you're leaving, they're, they're forcing people to pay a tax to leave. That's coming down the books. So it's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting what's going on in California. Um, but let me go ahead and also play what Snoop Dogg had to say, because Snoop Dogg recently, he was at the um, Milken Institute's 2023 Global Conference in Beverly Hills, California. And he was one of the panelists talking and they were asking Snoop Dogg about streaming. They were asking about AI and a, you know, a lot of other things. So it's very interesting to see a lot of these celebs now speaking up on AI and um, things that are affecting the industry. So let me go ahead and share my screen here. That's what's actually, that, those moves are actually what helped to usher in hip hop and, you know, make it what it is on streaming today. So from that perspective, I think we're well positioned, you know, with my history at Apple, our ability to plug into physical in the way that we can now, like no other company, um, just seeing exactly the pie chart of, of, of streaming in the United States, streaming globally. Um, it's an exciting time, really it is, I must say, you know? It's exciting, but streaming gotta get, get their shit together. Cause I don't understand how the fuck you get paid off of that shit. <laughs> like, I mean, can somebody explain to me how you can get a billion streams and not get a million dollars? Like, that shit don't make sense to me. Like, I don't know who the fuck running the streaming industry, if you in here or not. <laughs> but nigga, you need to give us some information on how the fuck to track this money down. Because one plus one ain't adding up to two. That shit don't add up. And I have to say it, because that's the main gripe with a lot of us artists is that we do major numbers with streams and this shit, but it don't add up to the money. Like, what the fuck is the money? When I first came out, my records would sell based off of physical. If you sold a million copies, that means it's $9.99, $9 million. You get this percentage, that's what it is. So if I sell how many streams, how much money do I get? It's not being translated and, and it's not working for the artist right now. And I just want to speak to that in yeah, the no, music industry. Talk. Like, that's fucked up. And we need to find a way to figure that out the same way the writers are figuring out the writers are striking because streaming, they can't get paid. Because when it's on the platform, it's not like in the box office. In the box office, if it does all these numbers, you may get an up. Oh, it did this many, here's another check. But on streaming, you got 300,000 hours that somebody watched your movie. Where's the money? 
And I know I'm going off the script right now, but oh, no. fuck it. This is business. <laughs> yeah. This is business. You know what I'm saying? This is a room full of business people, and somebody may hear this and be able to do something about it so that way the next artist don't have to struggle or cry or try to figure out how to get to his money. Because some of these artists are streaming millions and millions and millions and millions of fucking streams, and they don't got no millions of dollars in their pocket. So I just yeah. wanted to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Talk that talk. Well, another thing these writers are, are striking about is AI hmm. and the use of AI uh, by the studios to write scripts, let's mm. say. Yeah. And you mentioned Drake and The Weeknd. Mm -hmm. We recently saw, you know, an AI version of a collaboration between those two. Of course, Snoop, dying to know your thoughts on this. Um, well, I got a motherfucking AI right now that they didn't made for me. This nigga could talk to me. I'm like, <laughs> like, me and this nigga can hold a real conversation. <laughs> like, for real, for real, like, it's, it's blowing my mind because I watch movies on this as a kid years ago when I used to see this <laughs> shit and I'm like, what is going on? Then I heard the dude that, the old dude that created AI is talking about, this is not safe because the AI's got their own minds and these motherfuckers <laughs> gonna start doing their own shit. I'm like, is we in a fucking movie right now or what? <laughs> the fuck, man? So uh, do I need to invest in the AI so I can have one with me? Or, like, do y'all know shit? What the fuck? <laughs> All right, Snoop is a mess. Let me come back on the screen here. So you guys heard what he had to say. Again, proof. Uh, these celebrities are struggling. But when you say something, you're hating, you're being mean. They're finding out that they too can be replaced. Hollywood don't care about none of that mush mouth shit. Y'all want to be out here acting a fool, getting arrested every other day. You know, causing uh, these companies money. You can and will be replaced. We got AI Drake out here dropping good music. Sorry, I, I just, I like AI Drake. I told y'all that um, in, my, in my last deep dive. That song was fire. Um, AI Weekend, AI Kanye. You know, so it, it's, it's very interesting. But he's very right about the streaming services. But again, I don't understand, like, why are we having these conversations now in 2023? People have been saying this for years. I know I've made videos years ago talking about streaming and the music industry and how a lot of these artists are definitely worth more in death when, the, when they're alive. And one thing about streaming, we have to understand that when companies and when the people, powers that be run things, they do things with an outlook on the future. If you go back and you read some of the old music contracts um, from back in the day, I believe Prince was exposing some, maybe MJ. Even before there was ever dig digital anything, they would say in the contracts, in the future, future music, outside of record sales, physical sales. Th these were words that were in the contract. So that lets you know 20, 30, 40 years ago, they had the wherewithal of forethought. They knew where the industry was going in the next 20, 30, 40 years, but we weren't paying attention. We were living in the now. 
you you mean to tell me that the record label just had no idea that that uh there would be something like Napster coming down the pipeline? You better go back and really research. They've been known this. And this is why all of that stuff, it, it was just all a play to get regulations to eventually move everything from physical to digital. Because with digital, you can manipulate numbers. When it comes to physical CDs, physical records, you have to have physical people go into the store and buy physical discs. Somebody has to physically make that packaging. With digital, it's not as much work. And they can play with the numbers. So they can say, well, yeah, you got a million listens, but it's only worth this much. They can decide because they're the ones who are running the machine. So at this point, oh my God. Mo, oh my, all I see is dollar signs. Money bag Mo is in the house. Oh my goodness, Mo, thank you so much. She sent $399 twice. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that. I'm shocked right now. Wow, thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm like speechless right now because I didn't even ex expect that. Thank you so much, sis, just for always coming through and showing love. Wow. Um, so in order for like Snoop and all them to like be able to even do anything, I don't even know if it's possible now because we've come so far along and everybody has gotten so used to streaming and the money. And I remember when Jay-Z was starting Title and people were saying that he was doing too much and he, he eventually sold Title. But this is what Jay-Z was also taught my years ago and people kind of dismissed it. So it's very interesting now to see these conversations being had in 2023 and it's only gonna get worse. And I think this is how come you see a lot of artists, you know, doing a little bit of everything, you know, commercials, acting, and, you know, just trying to keep with that lifestyle because the money is really not in the music. It's mainly in the concert and the physical, you know, ticket sales than anything else. So yeah, it's 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 crazy what's going on right now. Um, let me go ahead and read some of these super chats here. Um, the Miss sent ten dollars. Says beautiful as usual. Thank you for your content. Thank you so much for coming through. Um, Alexandria sent one ninety nine. Says hey, here she goes. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you too. Thanks for coming through. Demonica sent one ninety nine. Says love you T. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, sweets. Sim 499 says, hey, I hope your week has been well. How can we get access to the Discord if we have already paid? You need to send an email. So if you already paid, send an email um, because you should have got in last month. So we're not letting in any new people. So if you have proof of payment from last month, um, they can work with you. So send me an email. So thank you. Um, let's see here. Uh, take, hold on. Take a breath says, yes, I was praying you went live today, forcing myself to continue my workout. I've been unmotivated. I was like, if T's going live, I'm going walking. Looks like I'm going walking, shake my head. Yes, keep that motivation up. You know what I mean? The other day I walked for three hours. I'm down 15 pounds. Um, it's taken about three months to get there, but I'm going to keep going. I think I got like another 15 or something that I want to lose, but 
We'll see. But thank you so much for the super chat. Um, life with Lujay uh, says, you look beautiful as always, T. Your face is slimming. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, Madison Rain says, hey, T. You really keep me laughing all day long when I'm on campus with these live streams. Please never stop them. Keep They keep me smiling. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, African Orchard Dude says, T, I'm in tears. AI cannot read your brain and turn them into text. They can read our minds now. I saw it on the news today. Um, I saw that on the news too the other day. It's not perfected yet, but yeah, I can definitely see it doing that in the future, which is just freaky. You know, it's insane. But thank you for the super chat. Um, Aaron Moore says, hey, Auntie, I'm loving the hair. Thank you for always entertaining us. Tea Sippers also... Will you be watching the, the new season of The Real House of Atlanta? I sure will. That is my show. I am definitely tuning in. So thank you. Um, Kay Cecilia said, hey, T, love the look. Tiance, how you doing in my Wendy Williams voice? We need good reporters like you. you be on the, you've been on their necks for years. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Ronald Harvey says, they also use the word uh, in perpetuity in their contracts for the names and likeness, which means even after they pass, they can still make money off of them. Definitely. That is another word. Thank you so much. That is so true. Yeah, those if you go back and look at those old school contracts, they always spoke of digital music in those old school contracts, which is just insane that they knew it was coming down the pipeline. Um, Tiniest Kiwi says, Ola T, Ola Discord gang, Burger King isn't bad. If I want is if I want secure fast food meal that tastes good, I'll get an original chicken sandwich with fries and a drink. Thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate you. Uh, Coco Kitty says, later with this broken foot. Thank you for going live. I needed this. Hope you start feeling better. Thanks for coming through. Uh, Candace Ferguson says, Little T Sippers since 09. Love your videos. Thank you so much. So yeah, man, I appreciate y'all. Moneybag Mo be coming through. Like, thank you so much, sis. Um, so it's a lot, like I said, going on with the whole AI situation with the, the Writers Guild um, music. I'm sitting here, you know, I'm, I'm just here for the ride to see, you know, what else comes down the pipeline. But I think too that a lot of these companies they're not really tripping as much because they know they have things like chat GPT, Bing chat and other, you know, automation services at their hands. So they're not really tripping if the humans are upset and, and pitching a fit, you know, so it's going to be very interesting to see if the writers end up getting what they're asking for. So now I want to go ahead and move on to the next topic. We got to talk about this child. Um, Kim and Croy from Kim was originally on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. She was the only white woman on the show and she ended up getting into it, everybody. And then she got her own spinoff with her family called Don't Be Tardy for the Party. And in that show was her, her husband, Croy, that she had met. He was a Atlanta Falcons football player. Um, she had her two daughters prior and then they ended up having like four kids. And so for years, they flaunted their wealth. 
all they talked about was their riches and, you know, how they could just afford to buy anything. They lived in this luxurious mansion and they seemed by all accounts to have, you know, a really fun, you know, cool relationship. And then we find out that once again, they're back in foreclosure, they're owing more money. And then we were hit with the bombshell that they are filing for divorce and that the divorce seems to be very, very messy. So this is what TMZ is reporting. Go ahead and share my screen here. Okay, so this is Kim and Croy. And TMZ is saying this, Kim Zosiak and, Cor and Croy Beerman, divorce has the telltale signs it's already super nasty. With a war brewing over the estranged couple's children and broken finances, we've now obtained Croy's petition for divorce. He wants sole legal and physical custody of the pair's four minor children. That in itself is an aggressive move, essentially cutting his estranged wife out of the child-rearing process. Kim's legal docs have also revealed things are not kumbaya. She's asking for sole physical cop, uh, custody with visitation for Croy. When the couple, when the couple gets along, they typically ask for joint legal and physical uh, custody, but neither seem to want that. Then they go on to say, "There's also this is also the couple's home, which went into foreclosure earlier this year. Croy's asking for possession of the home, and that can be forced to vacate the property." Again, super aggressive. TMZ broke the story that Kim and Croy owe more than one million in taxes, dating back to 2013. Okay, so this entire situation is a mess because, again, this couple has always acted like they had it like that. They were rich and the money was just flowing, and the fact that they have not paid their taxes since 2013. It is just mind boggling because they've seen this money. They've, live, they've literally been living on Bravo checks, Instagram endorsement deals and everything else. So I'm not understanding why they're not paying their bills. It just, it's very confusing. So on top of that, um, Andy Cohen is also speaking out. So we're gonna hear what Andy Cohen had to say about the situation. And Andy Cohen's one of the producers of the, Housewives. I, I was I was very surprised. That was not the news I ever expected to get. I they know. they seemed so much in love and uh just together. I mean, they were a couple that yeah, I thought they were in it for the long haul. Very surprised. Sorry to hear that uh there may be some financial you know, issues. Yes. TMZ is reporting that they owe a million dollars to the IRS. Texted a little bit with Kim yesterday, sent my condolences because it's a sad thing. They have kids. And uh, that was just a couple that seemed very yeah. much in love. All right. See, I just heard what Andy Cohen had to say. So now I want to go ahead and um, play Bethany uh Frankel, she went off like she was like super mad about this entire thing. So we're going to go ahead and watch with Bethany. Now, Bethany was one of the original Real Housewives of New York. 
So long before Ebony was on the show, Bethany was one of the OGs. So this is what she had to say. About the foreclosure. And I thought to myself, marriage is hard enough. Bringing other people into your life and highlighting it for years on TV. I did it for a short time and I paid the price. And I took it like a champ when I was scrutinized and, you know, they go with you in when it's happy and everything looks great. And everyone's coming with you when it goes down to the abyss in the shit pit, slumdog millionaire style. So they invited us into this life and they've always been people who seem like they're spending more than they have. He's on a football salary. She's on a housewife's salary and they're spending like the fucking planes going down. And the thing is, you can't spend more than you make. And it's the old housewives model to get on the show, make no money, spend, spend, logo, logo, car, car, house, house, bankruptcy, foreclosure, because you can't fucking keep up. You're writing checks you can't cash. And it's gross. It's like what's wrong with America when the whole real estate bubble crashed. Um, that was because people were just just financing their houses and the whole thing imploded. And I heard Kim and Croy owe a million dollars each. And it's like, good, pay the IRS. You got to fucking pay. You want to play? You got to fucking pay. And, you know, all these couples that bring everybody into every single detail, like they're perfect. It's a recipe for disaster also. Machine Gun Kelly and Megan, and then he's cheating. And it's Adam Levine and his wife. Everyone gets humbled real quick. So these two, you know, we're so perfect and we're so in love and we have all this money and we're spending and the diamonds and the this and the filters and the kids and everything. And then when the shit goes sideways, you invited us in when it was going good and it looked like a fairy tale or made us believe it was. Well, guess what? We're, go we're coming out with you too. So no one's going to fucking respect your privacy at this time because there is no privacy at this time. And I just, I think I get particularly lit when people spend what they don't have. It's like, fucking up the whole system. It's like fucking with the IRS. Like you pay your goddamn bills, right? I never spent a goddamn dime until I made money. Like never. I couldn't afford a taxi. I would pray that someone would buy me a drink. Like I never spent a fucking penny. I was terrified. I was on the cover of Forbes and called my business manager to ask if I could buy a handbag the first time. I was always terrified because you don't spend money. You don't fucking have. My apartment was furnished by Ikea. When I was on the Housewives of New York, I didn't have it, so I didn't pretend I had it. Fucking hate all show and no go. I hate fronting and stunting. Pay your fucking bills. That's all I have to say. Pay your fucking bills. <laughs> oh, my God. Tell us why you really mad, Bethany. Whew. Kim must owe her some money because Bethany went hard and baby... I am here for it. I love white on white violence, honey. <laughs> I love Mayo Rage, okay? Bethany was not playing. You keep your foot on her neck, okay? Thank you, because you know what we say, we're just some bitter black bitches. Bethany said, nah, fuck that bitch. You need to pay your bills. You over here fronting and stunting, acting like your relationship is perfect. All you're doing is buying diamonds and filters and shit. Oh, Bethany, let her have it. I'm here for it, okay? Yes, I am. And before y'all say, oh, Bethany's a hater. No, she's not. Be I'm going to say this about Bethany. Bethany was one of the first women on The Real Housewives who said, you know what? Fuck this TV shit. 
People know who I am. People are running to me up on the street. How can I monetize this for myself? That lady started her own skinny girl brand from the ground up. She remember skinny girl martinis and, and drinks and all that shit. She had her shit in Walmart. She had skinny girl chips. Bethany was making a bag for herself. She didn't just rest on reality television. She started that line. So much so, hating ass Andy, okay, got to keep it real. He put a clause in place after Bethany because she became a multi-millionaire from that brand. So then Bravo put in a new clause that if you're going to promote your brand on their show, they get a cut, okay? They get a cut of that. Because they feel like, well, we're giving you a platform. You can't just be promoting. We don't get no money. So Bethany got that money before everybody else. Now all these new housewives trying to sell wigs and shoes and clothes and all that. Bravo gets the cut of all of that. Bethany was the OG instead of, well, Candy Ben had her own money. You can't compare Candy to Bethany. We're not going to, don't, don't diminish that black woman. Candy Ben doing her own thing. Candy Ben a savage, you know what I'm saying, a very... Uh, a, a boss, honey, from day one. She didn't, she, Candy's gonna be fine with or without the Real Housewives. So we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna compare Candy to Bethany. Bethany was struggling, you know what I'm saying? Uh, faking it till she made it. Candy had it, okay? Candy is a very savvy businesswoman. So we're not even gonna put Candy in that category because Candy's gonna be about her bag regardless. Okay, so we're not going to do that. Candy Ben had her business shit together. What I'm saying is that the difference is that Bethany came in, you know, just having to kind of fake it till you make it. But she didn't rest in the fact that I'm on television and people know me. She ran and started building a brand. It wasn't until after Bethany did that, then you started seeing all the other women running to go do that. But now they got to give Andy Cohen a check. Okay, Candy Ben had her own. So Candy's going to be good regardless. But um. I like Bethany because Bethany has always kept it real. Kim has lived in this facade of a life and has been very arrogant about it. And I think, because I've watched the show and I told you, I made no qualms about this. I watched Don't Be Tardy for the Party. That was my show. You know, I, I liked her little badass kids, man. Her kids would be cussing everybody out and fighting and everything else. Kim didn't give a damn. She put it all on television. But I noticed, I, I can see Croy fighting for those kids because what I notice is that Kim allows them kids to kind of just do whatever. And Croy came in with the structure. You know, Croy is from like Montana, you know what I'm saying? Down home, I don't know, Western boy, whatever. Um, but he, he grew up with structure. And Kim's girls, they kind of were able to do whatever they wanted. They loved playing the ditzy role. And he was always trying to instill in them value, working hard for things, not just giving them stuff because they had it. Where Kim felt like, well, if they want it, they can have it. We have money. And I think um, Croy wants those the younger four kids to have more structure. Because Kim lets the younger ones just do whatever. Like I said, they stay cussing every five minutes. My fucking foot. I'm like, uh-uh, not the six-year-old talking about his effing foot. You know, like, the kids were just off the chain. They were funny. You know, they were mimicking their mama. But I think this is why Croy is wanting full custody, because he wants to raise those kids with more structure. Because Kim kind of let them run wild and do whatever, talk however, you know. Um, but the show, you know, the show was funny. Um, but I'm not shocked. And I recently found out that Ariana was arrested for a DUI. 
So it seems like the girls are just kind of out here just doing whatever. And, um, you know, Kim needs to get it together. For so long, she flossed this lifestyle. And to find out, like, I see why Bethany's upset. Like, you literally would sit here and talk down to, like, working class people and, oh, you know, I have this and I have that. And, oh, my wigs cost this and my clothes cost that. And to find out that you weren't paying your bills, it doesn't make any sense. I, like, I don't even understand how that works. Because literally everything you get, you're supposed to put aside 30 to 35% for the IRS. Look, I don't understand like how once people get to a certain level, they just feel like those rules don't apply to them. There's no such thing as free money. Even every super chat gets accounted for. So I don't understand how like you're, you got all this money coming in from Bravo, endorsement deals, um, Croy got money coming in and nobody's just, nobody's paying anything. Just haven't paid a, a, a bill since 2013. How is that even possible? It just does not make any sense. So at that point, when you're just not paying, I'm getting scamming vibes because the average person cannot just not pay their tax bill. They will freeze your account. Play with the IRS if you want to. Decide this year you don't feel like paying. I'm gonna pull a Kim and cry and paying shit. I'm about to take all this money and go on vacation, buy a car, live my best life. See if they don't freeze your account within six months to a year as a regular person. Let you owe them $2,000 and watch them freeze your shit. You will be on the phone crying with the IRS customer service rep, okay? It's the white privilege for me. We've seen Wesley Snipes arrested in jail twice. <laughs> Y'all not ready for that conversation. He went to jail not once but twice for tax evasion. Wesley said, I ain't paying shit. Fuck this. It's my money. He found out the hard way. It's not your money. Okay, so I, I just don't understand. Like, how Like how does this go on for so long? Like, I, I feel a way. They said I owe one time $2,500. I had moved from my home in South Carolina. Supposedly, they weren't able to get a hold of me. But somehow they weren't able to get a hold of me to pay this 2500 but found me enough to freeze my account. And I thank God that day. And, it, it, you know, the mom always says you have a spirit of discernment. When I got off work, I was working my regular IT job. I got off work that Friday and something in my spirit said, fill up your gas tank. Don't know what. Usually I would just wait till the weekend. I filled up my gas tank. And I'll never forget that weekend. I, I stayed home. I didn't go anywhere that weekend. And I went to the grocery store. Debit card didn't work. Came back rejected. I couldn't get groceries. Put everything back. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then I tried to make a few more purchases. Card wasn't working. I called my bank and I'm like, you know, what is going on? This was Saturday, 
later on that day, I called like the, you know, the 24 hour line. They're like, your account's been frozen by the IRS, this and that. So now I'm just like, what in the world? And so they're like, you have to call this number. There's nothing we can do. So when I tell you during my break, I go into like the office, like I asked my manager, can I, you know, go into a private room? Cause I don't know what's going on. I had gas in my car, so I was able to get to work. And when I tell you I am breaking down crying because I have no idea what's going on. All I know that I got rent coming up. I can't buy groceries and my account is frozen. They said that they had tried to find me. There was some type of discrepancy in a tax return from like four years ago that they had gave me an overpayment of $2,500 and I owed that money back. And I had to do a payment plan or give them the $2,500 right there and then. I didn't have $2,500 to just give the IRS. They put me on a payment plan for a few months. And I remember I was crying and she was like, just calm down. You're okay. This happens a lot. I said, but why would y'all just freeze my account? If y'all could find me to freeze my account, why wouldn't y'all just call me? She was like, well, that's not how it goes. But anyways, I was able to pay it off within three months. But this is just me keeping it real. So I get Bethany for being upset because she probably had her account frozen too because she's a little bit too angry. You know what I mean? But this is what happens to regular people. When you owe money, so I don't play with the IRS. They get their money. I got a CPA on deck, all that shit, accountants, everything. And then I have to double check the accountants to make sure they not fucking up. So it's just like, how does this go on? I'm trying to figure out. Because I owe $2,500 and everything was frozen. I was snotty nose, red eye. My manager had to come in there and give me a hug and let me know it was going to be okay. And they ain't paid shit since 2013. And they're still, and imagine their show was on the air. Their show was on the air. They're still flossing and buying stuff. And this is why I always tell y'all, everything that glitters is not gold. And this is why I don't envy nobody I see on television. I don't do relationship goals. I don't care about what people have. I buy and I obtain what I can afford to buy. And if I can't afford it, I don't need it. Point blank, period. I still have the mentality of that girl who's still working a nine to five every day. As opposed to somebody who's okay. I'm doing a lot better now than I was years ago. But I still have that girl's mentality. Because I refuse to ever be in that type of situation. So I get Bethany. When you've worked hard and try to do the right thing, and then you got people talking down on folks, walking around with their nose in the air like they're that guy or girl, and then you find out they don't pay their bills, but then they'll talk about you for shopping at Ross and not having Givenchy and all this other goofy shit. Knowing that they're literally several mortgage payments behind and really don't even have a pot to piss in. And all they have is their name. Just like when I go back, I always talk about that Titanic movie with Rose Dubois, whatever the hell her name was, <laughs> and her mama. How her mama was saying, all your daddy left us with was a good name and a bunch of debt. And this is what you're seeing with a lot of these celebrities. That's why I say, you don't envy none of these people. Influencers too, you don't know what is going on behind the scenes. 
But I always find it funny when these stories come out that these folks owe millions of dollars and somehow their accounts are not frozen. They could have froze them when she owed $10,000. I got froze for 2,500 bucks. Keeping it real. So yeah, it's 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 sad. I, I don't get how it even gets to that point. But again, it's the privilege. It's the privilege of it. Somebody said Lori Harvey owes five million dollars. Let me Google. Not not pretty Lori. Not Steve. Uh let me teach you how to get a man, Harvey's daughter. Let me Google this shit. Lori Harvey owes five million when y'all get this stuff i'm not seeing that i'm seeing her net worth how's her net worth 43 million that don't sound right that gotta be steve harvey's net worth i know she ain't worth no 43 million where y'all getting that she owes money because a few people were saying lori harvey don't pay her bills don't y'all be hating on that girl. Look at y'all trying to, I put it in. Lori Harvey owes five million, nothing came up. Now, if I put in Kim and Croy, they shit gonna come up. They said she got a car collection. Let me look and see. Don't y'all be hating on that girl. She don't owe nobody no money. It didn't come up. Y'all in the chat line, not Lori. Y'all quit hating on Lori. I put it in there too. Let me show y'all. I mean, unless y'all can find me the article, I can't, I don't see where she owes anybody anything. You don't spread fake news around here. I put it in. That lady don't owe nobody no money. Why y'all lying on Lori? Nothing comes up about her owing $5 million. So we're not going to do that. Leave that girl alone. Y'all stay hating on Lori just because she pretty. And then, you know what I'm saying? Stay with a new man every six months. But yeah, no, I mean, like, real talk, I just, I find it just really, just very interesting that now Kim and Croy are going through this and, you know, they owe all this money after flossing for years on social media, you know, so I, I'm here for Bethany Dragon. You know, people talking about, oh, Bethany needs to mind her business, Bethany's messy. Why does, like, I, I hate, like, this is what I hate about social media, as soon as it's one of y'all's phase, everybody needs to mind their business and give them grace. But when it's somebody that y'all don't like, oh, y'all are here for the tea. Why do y'all pick and choose? Y'all are commenting too, so who cares? Let Bethany have her opinion. Bethany had every right to go off on them because that's how they've been living their life for the past 10 years. It's a bunch of fraudulent activity and bullshit. So I'm not mad at Bethany. Bethany told the truth. She told, she told the truth. And I'm here for it. Somebody says Beyonce. Beyonce owes money. Let me put let me put in Beyonce owes money. Beyonce. I think I did hear about her owing money, but let me see. Oh shit! As soon as I put in oh, ah! wait, look! As soon as I put in oh, look what comes up under Beyonce. I didn't put in the whole title. All I put in was oh, and it came up with old bank taxes. 
notice a deficiency is reported by Forbes says Beyonce owes 800,000 for 2018, along with 161 in penalties. They claim she's responsible for 1.4 million in 2019, an additional 200,000. What in the world is going on here? Beyonce is fighting back after IRS claims. Let's see what, the, what she done fought back and said, child. What? Yeah, I'm going to continue without supporting. Give me, give me the story. What is she fighting back saying? Beyonce's Be Good recognizes that. Okay, now y'all talking about see all these clickbait ass articles. They're not even saying what Beyonce is fighting back saying. They're going to post Beyonce at a concert. Child, well, if she owes them, she's wrong too. I don't care who you are. So. All right, well, moving on. Moving on. They said Queen B out here fighting the IRS, child. <laughs> it's a lot of damn money. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. So maybe that's why she's, you know, they said she's appealing. I would appeal that shit too. Maybe that's why them concert tickets are so high. They said she coming to Minneapolis. So I said, okay, well, let me see, you know, what she's charging for concert tickets. And the nosebleed section was like 126. I said, okay. Well, what about, you know, if I get closer towards the floor? Shit. Them floor tickets were starting at 500. The most expensive I saw was over $4,000. Either I won't go or I will be in the nosebleeds. I'm not giving $4,000 to Beyonce at all. Somebody says, T, do you smoke? No, I've never smoked a day in my life. That's never been my thing. I got, uh, I can't smoke. I got to keep my lungs as healthy as possible. So physically, I can't smoke anything. But kudos to y'all who smoke, child. But um, yeah, if I go to her concert, I damn sure won't be on the floor. Just keeping it real. I'm not wasting my money. I got bills. I got, you know, finishing up this house. I, Beyonce can't get my money this year. She got my money a few years ago, but it damn sure wasn't $4,000. So I'll see. Somebody said Beyonce would never see you at a concert. Yeah, for not for that price. So maybe that's why she's charging $4,000 for four, for floor seats to get rid of this damn IRS tax bill. That's a lot. So let me see here. Uh, how long I've been on here? Oh, I've been on here an hour already, child. Time is flying. Let me read some of these super chats. Uh, let's see here. Unpopular Party says, T, I love your content. Been watching since I was in high school. You look amazing and I love your live streams. Did uh, You did the other day. Hopefully next time I get to join in. Thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat. Yeah, I do want to do more call-in shows. I just got to make sure like the, the connection is right. I just did not like all the going in and out. You know, it was just real wonky. So hope I can find something else a little bit better. But um, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, Jeremy Diaz sent 20. Uh, hey, Jeremy. He says streaming platforms have deals with labels where they give them a set amount of money. The labels allot the money based on the number of streams. For example, an indie artist on the same label as Drake won't see as much money since 
his numbers are billions. Yes, I definitely agree about that. And that's why I say a lot of artists need to take it up with these labels because the labels fought Spotify and Apple to make sure that they got their money. So the problem is that the labels are not allocating the money properly. They're using the money to push their big mainstream artists like Drake and Taylor Swift and so many others. So if you're indie or somebody who's not as popular, they're not going to put as money. They're not going to put as much money into you because they know that they can't guarantee they can't guarantee a return on your music. Whereas they know with Drake, you know, regardless of what he drops, people are going to go stream him. You know, so there's a lot of rules, you know, to this whole music industry game. But people have been talking about this for years, so they should have been did something about this. I don't know why they're waiting now to complain when it's been so many artists talking about the unfair pay scale, including Taylor Swift and many others. But, you know, they've always been told, well, it is what it is. So I think with AI, unfortunately, for a lot of these artists, um, if they keep giving the music labels a headache, they'll just be replaced. It's just as simple as that. And I think with a lot of the fans, they don't really care. They don't care one way or another. I thought I would care a lot. I mean, unless it's like somebody that I really, really like. I like AI Drake. I think AI Drake's music is bomb. I don't, you know, sorry, Drake. I like Drake, but AI Drake, like he's fire. <laughs> I don't even know who he is. <laughs> you know, so again, if the music is good, the beat is good, the lyrics are good. Yeah, y'all know these fans ain't loyal. These hoes ain't loyal. I've always said this. If I leave tomorrow, you'll have a few people sad, but they'll move on to the next fucking YouTuber. So, I mean, people are just not loyal. It is what it is. <laughs> they just move on to the next one. Um, Somebody said AI RZA. They better not be an AI RZA. Child. Um, let's see here. Mucha Denera sent 999 says, sending you continuous love and blessings, big sis. You're one of the great leaders that's making a difference in our lives and communities. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate you. Thank you for the love and the super chat. Um, let's see here. Uh, Uno TV says, pay your bills, sweetie. Love you, T. Yes, definitely. Like I said, there's different rules you know, for certain celebrities versus regular people, unfortunately. Uh, let's see here. Rebecca Morris says, hey, T, I know you're not talking about Jamie yet, but have you heard about the movie coming out on Netflix with Jamie called They Clone Tyrone? No, I have not heard of that movie yet. That is creepy. They clone Tyrone. That sounds like a conspiracy in the making, child. Let me go ahead and Google They Clone Tyrone. I hadn't heard of that. Oh, that's the movie he's working on. If the Truman Show drunk a bottle of vodka. Okay. We'll talk about Jamie Foxx in a minute. Thank you for that. Um, let's see here. The one and only Wa says, on this good earth, there are three people you don't mess with. The I, R, the R, the I, the R, and the S. Yeah, I've heard that. But, you know, things can happen. It's not, you know, sometimes you're not even messing with them. You know, things can happen and they will freeze your shit till they get their little $2,000 child. Uh, Jay Universe says, I feel like it does have something to do with white privilege. Let them accumulate millions and then come and collect like the devil. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. 
Uh, Kayla Sanfi says, hey, T, I saw a clip of yours. Hold on. Hey, T, you saw the clip from the Renaissance tour. I saw them and now I don't want to go. About to sell these tickets. No, I haven't seen anything from the Renaissance tour. I'm going to have to look it up. You're talking like you, you, was it Illuminati confirmed? I need, I need details. I haven't seen any clips yet. Um, let's see here. Unrelia, Aurelia, Aurelia. Haywood. Okay, I got it. I got the pronunciation. Says, I'm getting ready for work. I will catch the playback later. Just wanted to tell you, I love you. I love you too. Thank you for stopping through, sis. Have a good day at work. Thank you. Uh, Kayla says, I saw, I saw the tour package for a 3K to meet Mama Tina, not Beyonce. Also, thank you for this. I cried at work today and I needed a laugh. Who the hell is paying 3K to meet Mama Tina? No shade. But if I'm spending $3,000, I need Beyonce in my face. I, no, I'm not paying 3K. to what, what is Mama Tina about to do? Like, is she going to cook for y'all? She going to... Give y'all some warm milk and tuck you in. What is Mama Tina about to do for $3,000? Oh, hell no. If I'm spending money, Beyonce better be back there. Them twins better be back there. Blue Ivy better be tap dancing. Jay-Z better be back there with them dreadlocks, shaking them. Come in the club, shaking my dress. I want the whole damn family back there for $3,000. Not just Mama Tina. I guess. And the Beehive will pay that money. I won't. If I'm paying three grand, I want to see the artist. I want a hug. I want a picture. And I'm not doing group pictures. All y'all can't be in a picture with me and Beyonce. I refuse. $3,000 to see her mama? I mean, just think about how, like, no shade, okay? Mama Tina is that lady, okay? No shade. She gave birth to Queen B. But how arrogant is that? I don't have time, but y'all can just chill with my mama. That'd be like me doing my live show last year and saying, well, you know, I got other things to do, but here goes my mom, y'all. Enjoy. Y'all be like, okay, hey, Mama T. My mom's just sitting up there like, hi, y'all. Hey, everybody. Hi. <laughs> <I, 'cause laughs> my mom's real shy. So I was like, what's my mom gonna do with the tea sippers? Like, what? That, that's crazy. Nah, Mama Tina better be back there dancing, doing the single ladies dance. She better be in full costume, high heels, all that shit for $3,000. Yeah, Solange better be back there. You know what I'm saying? Ready to fight something. I want to see the whole family. Jules be back there. Jules should be dancing. You know what I'm saying? Speaking to me in French and shit because he speaks several languages. I want the whole family back there for three grand if I can't get Beyonce. I, I, I refuse to just accept Mama Tina. Hell, bring Matthew Knowles and his side chicks back there too. <laughs> Even the little side baby, the one that he don't claim, the real pretty chocolate one. <laughs> the mama's still trying to make her famous. She be tap dancing and singing. Beautiful little girl. But Matthew Knowles said, oh no. I'm not turning you into Beyonce 2.3 out, okay? Bring her too for three grand. The audacity. That ain't cool. Beyonce, th these fans are paying you money. You, you are supposed to be back there with your fans, not your mama. See that? See how she do y'all beehive? She said, well, after the show, I'm about to go rest with my man and my family, but here go my mama. Enjoy. 
That's crazy. So now let me go ahead. We got hit on this whole topic with Jamie Foxx. When I tell y'all, I am confused. I don't know what is going on with Jamie Foxx. I've been kind of waiting to talk about this because I've just been waiting for more details. And it's like every day is something new. Last week, they claimed he was tweeting from the hospital. He was telling folks he was feeling good and thank y'all for the love and support. Hell, he was even thanking Nick Cannon. Well, then today, now they're talking about he might not make it. What is going on with Jamie Foxx? I'm, I'm really getting worried. So this is what the Jasmine brand posted earlier today. Share my tab here. So just last week, they claimed that he was doing good. He was tweeting from his hospital bed. Now they're saying this is today, May 10th. Jamie Foxx's family report, reportedly preparing for the worst as the actor battles an undisclosed medical complication. What is going on with Jamie Foxx? So this is what they're saying. According to Radar Online, the famed actor, the famed actor's loved ones are praying that he will fully recover from this mysterious health battle, but they are also preparing for the worst, a source reportedly shared. Jamie's people are saying he's doing okay and improving. Why doctors try to get to the bottom of his problem, but he wouldn't be in the hospital this long if he's anything close to okay. This story comes days after we exclusively reported that insiders close to Jamie Foxx alleged that the top-ranked neurologists were flown in were flown to Atlanta by Jamie's team to help him through his recovery process. As previously reported, Jamie Foxx has been hospitalized for almost a month after he suffered an unexpected medical emergency. So something is not right. I'm not sure what is going on with Jamie. Some people are saying he had exposed Diddy. He exposed the Illuminati. There's all types of rumors swirling about. Um, I don't want to engage in rumors. I really want to engage in facts because I think this is serious. I like Jamie Foxx. He's very unproblematic. He's a good father. You've never heard his daughter, Corinne, being involved in any mess. You know, um, and even when you listen to like Jamie Foxx's interviews, he knows how to tell a story. Like when he tells stories about like just him coming up in Hollywood, you literally can envision everything Jamie Foxx is saying. So to hear that he's not doing good is very heartbreaking. Um, I know they said that he got hurt while filming this movie. So let's let's check out what this movie's about. Let me hold on, share this tab here. So this movie is called They Clone Tyrone. If the Truman Show drunk a bottle of vodka, says director Jewel Taylor. As the film's first trailer made it clear that they clone Tyrone doesn't quite look anything, look like anything else. Netflix's eye-popping conspiracy thriller bears a distinctive visual while looks for its center trio, um, center for his central trio, John Boyega, Tiana Ferris, and Jamie Foxx, an off-the-wall tone to match its era-mixing style. Even the writer-director, Jewel Taylor, can't quite pitch it straight. 
if the Truman Show drank a bottle of vodka, what would, be, what would the outcome be? He laughs, trying to explain his film to the Empire in the upcoming secret inv invasion issue. I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just a mouth, a bunch of mouth salad. Like, what the fuck? Get to the point. Child, okay. All right. Is there a trailer? Oh, I don't know if we can play it. I don't want to play it just because I don't want the stream to get snatched. Um, I will play it later. But yeah, there's something going on. Um, I think it's more serious. Um, for him to have been in the hospital this long, and the fact that they're not saying what's wrong with him and they're bringing in neurologists and all that stuff. Did he have a stroke? You know, um, it's something with his brain. Did he have some type of seizure? It's very scary. What are y'all thinking is wrong with Jamie? Let me read the chat. That's the wrong movie? Okay, what movie is he working on? Okay, hold on, somebody just sent a super chat. Bella says that's not the movie he was working on when this happened. That movie was done last year. Oh, okay, thank you. Okay, so that was last year's movie. Okay, I haven't I haven't even heard of it. He wasn't filming Tyrone, he was filming back in action with Cameron Diaz when he suffered the medical emergency. Okay, let's bring up back in action. Thank you guys. Let's bring that up. I'm now I want to see this uh, Tyrone conspiracy movie. Okay, so he was filming back in action. Now, okay, look, it looks like somebody said something a day ago. Okay, let's see. Let's let me share this tab. Looks like ET is talking about it. Off Matt Cohen here with you now. Yes, we will get to that, but we start with growing concern and support for Jamie Foxx. This as production on his upcoming movie with Cameron Diaz goes on without him. Fox suffered a mysterious medical emergency seven days ago and was rushed to an Atlanta area hospital where he remains. This morning, a source told ET, Jamie is doing okay, thankfully. He's recovering and has been surrounded by his family. Jamie is reportedly undergoing medical tests to determine what happened. Okay, so this is an old, because they said seven days ago, so this is an old article. So, because it's been well into a month. So, I was, I was hoping it was something newer, but that's old. Let me see if I can find anything newer, because all we're getting is stuff from Jasmine Brand. I mean, no hate, no shade. I think they report a lot of, you know, good stuff, but... Like, I'm not seeing any, like, other updates besides, you know, somebody hit up the blogs. I I'm thinking it may have been a stroke. That's really what I'm thinking at this point. But I'm really disturbed because, like I said last week, they made it seem like somebody took to his Instagram page and was posting on his behalf. Okay, now here goes an update from two days ago. Hmm. I don't know. This is, this is really disturbing. Let's watch this. This one is from two days ago. So let's see what this, what they're saying from two days ago. 
Dr. Jamie Foxx remains in a hospital this afternoon following what is described publicly and simply as a medical complication. The details of last month's health scare remains a mystery, but the encouraging news is his condition is no longer life-threatening. ABC's Eva Pilgrim has the story. People close to actor Jamie Foxx giving an update on his mysterious hospitalization. A source telling People magazine they were told the Ray star... I might be blind, but I ain't stupid who is recovering in a hospital from an undisclosed medical emergency last month, is stable and not in a life-threatening situation now. That person also saying doctors are doing more tests and want to be completely sure that he will be okay before allowing him to be discharged and that the Oscar winner has been advised to keep his stress level down once he leaves the hospital. Sources do tell people that they want to make sure that he is perfectly stable when they do eventually release him. But unfortunately, we still don't know exactly when that will be. This update coming just days after this message was posted on Fox's Instagram account saying, appreciate all the love, feeling blessed. Before being hospitalized, the 55-year-old was most recently seen filming in Atlanta with co-star Cameron Diaz on the set of Netflix's upcoming film, Back in Action. The Fox Insider telling people what happened to him medically is serious enough to keep him in the hospital, but adding the hospital is the last place Jamie wants to be, saying he has a lot of projects going on. He gets things done. He is focused and astute. We've heard from some friends in his inner circle that he is recovering well, and they all do uh, hope for the best, and they do think that he will come out of this uh, sooner rather than later. Okay, so this was two days ago. Let me come back on the screen. So this is what's confused me. So two days ago, they're saying that he's okay, he's coming out of it, but then today, that's not what the Jasmine brand is reporting. And I just read that to you guys earlier, that they're saying that, you know, the complications are getting worse. Once again, this is what's being reported today. So I have no idea what's going on with Jamie Foxx at this point. I think all we can really do is just pray for him. Um, and I just hope he comes out of this and he's the same because, and you know, again, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know if he had a stroke, if, you know, aneurysm, but anything dealing with the brain is serious. And especially a stroke, sometimes you're unable to walk. Sometimes after a stroke, you are never the same person as you were before. So, you know, I just I just pray that he gets better because it's very frightening. But it just shows you that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're all human. It does not matter your status in society, how much money you have in the bank, all of that stuff. The most blessed thing you can have is your health, because when it's said and done, if you don't have your health, you have nothing. You have nothing at all. So just be grateful. Sometimes we get upset about, you know, why am I not here? Or why I don't have this? Or, you know, why am I struggling? But like I always tell you guys, be grateful for your health. Your health, you know, is just, it's a blessing to wake up every day and not even be in pain. It's a blessing to wake up and see a new day. You know, because some people just did not wake up today or they're in the hospital or they're suffering from pain or they don't know how long they have or they're battling cancer. So I think we should take this also as a way to just be grateful, be grateful for your health because strokes are no joke. So I, and again, I'm not trying to say that's what he had. I don't know. But I know usually when you're hearing things dealing with the brain, that's where my mind goes as a stroke or an aneurysm. So I just pray he gets better. I really do.
Um, so we have over 9,000 people in here. Thank y'all for coming through. Please hit the like button um, if you guys are enjoying this stream. So before I go, I also want to um, talk about, good God, child, Blueface and Krishan. I want to hit on them. Let me read some of these super chats here. Um, TJ says, hopefully Kim has Big Daddy on the main line and maybe he can pay it all off. <laughs> Big Papa, I remember that when she was dating Big Papa. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Uh, Bonzilla Arcade says, AI, lovely T, I'm here for it. Can't no AI ever replace me. I am the one and the only. I'm the original, okay? <laughs> they can try, but they, they would never be like the original. <laughs> but thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Uh, Food Goddess sent $11 in Canadian money. Says, as a fraud agent, I laugh when people cuss me out for their accounts. For their account, people frozen by the government. Why didn't the bank stop them? That's fraud. I'm giving $1,100 a month and you don't want to pay too? Because that was kind of choppy. Um, you're saying that people get mad at the bank when you work when they call to say like, why didn't you stop the government from freezing the account? Um, I don't know if they know this, but the government trumps the bank. So there's nothing the bank can do. Once the government sends something over, that trumps everything. So yeah, getting mad at the banker does nothing. All they can do is give you a 1-800 number to call the IRS and then you guys figure it out from there. So yeah. So thank you for the super chat. I hope I explained that. I'm assuming you might be French Canadian, hence it's kind of broken English, but I, I get what you're saying. So thank you. Yeah, you can't be mad at the bankers. Like they have nothing to do with that. They're just doing their job. All they can do is give you a phone number. Uh, let's see here. Uh, somebody says, Nene says, how do you feel about Charleston calling CPS on finesse two times artist, Little King on live? Oh, I don't know. I haven't watched Charleston White in months. So I, I don't know. I've kind of tuned out from Ratchet, Gangbang, um, YouTube. They were starting to drain me. So I'm back to watching the calm section. I'm back to my documentaries, my finance, not the finance scammers, but the other people talk about finance, uh, the housing people. I watch a lot of those YouTubers. Um, so yeah, I haven't, I really honestly have not watched Charleston White. Um, Who's the Asian dude? China Mac, Whack 100. I haven't watched them in a while. The most recent thing I had to watch of Whack was him talking about Chris Brown. So yeah, they they just kind of get toxic. I can only take them in doses. So maybe I'll look for it after this stream, but I haven't, I have no idea why he called CPS. I don't know the backstory. So I don't want to speak on it. Um, but yeah. So thank you. Uh, let's see here. I think I read that. Uh, Jairus sent ten dollars. Says I'm a board certified neurologist. He likely sustained anatox anatox. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Anatoxic anatoxic brain injury or hemorrhaging stroke. You know you gotta write that in just regular. You write medical terms and stuff. <laughs> Hold on, pronounce that shit. 
Okay, so I got stroke and brain injury. He may have a poor neurological recovery. Okay. Well, from the words of a um, neurologist, maybe that's what happened. You know, I, I don't know. Once again, all I can do is keep him in prayer, child. You came through with the medical terminology. I tried my best. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Rebecca says, when things all of a sudden cannot be explained, it's a, it's highly likely, it's, it's high likelihood of witchcraft. Mm. That's interesting too. Who do you think is putting roots on Jamie? If you think it's witchcraft, do you think Jamie was talking too much in some of these interviews and somebody done put the roots on him? I could talk about that all day. So I don't know. Some people are rolling their eyes, honey. I don't. <laughs> some some of y'all are saying it's a stroke, and other folks are saying Diddy done put roots on them. The child, I don't know. Other people are saying it's drugs. I don't know. Tom Hanks. Why would Tom Hanks put a root on Jamie Foxx? Y'all just throwing out names. Y'all would be a messy in the stream. Diddy, Clive Davis, Tom Cruise. Why would Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise did it. I'm not fooling with y'all. <laughs> Something is going on. Okay, so I want to go ahead and talk about this last story because um, I've been on here for an hour and 27 minutes. So I want to talk about Krishan and Blueface a little bit more. They're, they're still going through a bunch of drama today. It's a mess. But I wanna, I think there's some important lessons for young girls that I wanna point out. Let me see if he's tweeted anything since. Okay, not since seven hours ago. So they were still going back and forth this morning. So we're gonna start with this video of uh, Blueface saying that Krishan makes the roof of his mouth itch. Let's go ahead and watch this. So let's let's see here. Let me click on this. First, he said this. Remember a bird gonna chase anybody with bread. So he was talking about Krishan there. And then let's go ahead and click on this child. Hold on. Hate this bitch cause bitch make the roof of my mouth is. <laughs> Hate this bitch, cause bitch make the roof of my mouth is. <laughs> Hate this bitch, cause bitch make the roof of my mouth is. <laughs> the bitch unplugged Wi-Fi, thinking the smoke detector was gonna turn off. Oh my god! Bitch, you unplugged the Wi-Fi, cat? The bitch unplugged Wi-Fi, thinking the smoke detector was gonna turn off. Oh my god! Bitch, you unplugged the Wi-Fi, cat? And of course, you know his fans are laughing and. Funniest guy on social media. So now let's go to her page. Well, actually, let's go to his Instagram page. Let me share this. This is his Instagram page. Some of this is music, so I can't play it. I guess he's starting a new restaurant, so people are lighting him up in the comments. Uh, blues, fish, and soul. I, I, I wouldn't eat there. How, the way they keep their house laundry piled up, I can only imagine what the restaurant looks like. So they're cussing them out in the comments here. You know, people are going hard for Krishan. 
So let me go to his, um, this is what I notice every time they argue where it goes viral, they always have some type of project to promote. So this is his stories. YouTube video, he promoted that seven hours ago. I'm keeping it on mute just because the music. Hello, good morning, bitch. How you doing today? New video on YouTube. And yeah, I think he has music playing. Make the money flip. Yeah, this loud, ratchet, crit music. Um, here he's bragging about it. Woke up this morning thinking about what I'm gonna draw today. GT. Yeah, still can't rap on beats. Showing off his latest jury piece. This was two hours ago. So now we're gonna go ahead and visit her page. So this is her page and I follow her. So she pops up on my timeline. She was promoting new music as well. And we can't play her music here, but she's promoting new music. People are telling her she's the star. Make your own money, build, you know, happiness and foundation for your baby. Um, all these people who are wasting their energy posting, you know, well wishes. Um, then I went to her stories today and I found this interesting. She's music moment. And she's talking about writing. So that's music playing, more music, promoting her music video, just like the baby dad, promoting some motivational stuff. I found this. Are y'all seriously singing? It's the vibe all the Y'all remember when that teacher called in? When I did my teacher calling show, the, the young girl actually, what she was a daycare. She worked with like preschool kids. And she was saying that so many of these young kids are coming in mimicking bad girls club mimicking baddies west singing krishan songs and and i was shocked because she's literally talking about three four five-year-olds and then krishan posts a teacher who is posting a video of preschoolers in her classroom singing it's a vibe all the time this wasn't one kid singing it this is the, the entire class I heard little boy voices, little girl voices. <laughs> Why are the parents allowing their children to even know who Krishan and Blueface are? Like these aren't teenagers. These are babies singing It's a Vibe all the time. And the song is a bop, don't get me wrong. These are kindergartners. I, like, I was just like, it just reminded me of that call. And then we'll cry that the, you know, the kids are acting a, a fool and fighting and acting a mess, but you're allowing your kids to watch Baddies West and Bad Girls Club and to sit there and watch all the fuckery that's going down on social media with Krishan and Blueface. It just blew me away when I heard that. Cause like I said, it wasn't like, I can see if it was just one kid that got up in the middle of class and was like, it's a vibe. Or, the entire class was singing it. Meaning all these kids are damn corrupt. 
Like, what the hell is going on here? You know, but now what I find very interesting, and the reason why I'm bringing them up again, is that I'm starting to notice a pattern. When they want to fight and bicker and, and get into it, it seems like they're, they also use all those eyeballs to then promote a project. Last time they got into a really big fight, then they end up promoting that video where they were making it seem like they were getting married. I forgot the name of the video. And now he's promoting his music. She's promoting, promoting her music. And I feel like there's some clout involved in all of this nonsense. Granted, he's extremely disrespectful to her, but she also knew what time it was. I also see a lot of like sympathy towards her plight, right? Because nobody wants to see a young pregnant woman being disrespected like this constantly on social media. It's heartbreaking. And it's also triggering for people because the way they talk so casually about taking this child's life, it, it's really disturbing. And it's just like, do y'all not realize that y'all are talking about a human being? The fact that every other day, it's almost like, will Krishan abort today? It's, it's literally turned into some type of joke on social media. Will she keep the baby? Will she abort the baby? As if we're not talking about a person who really could one day breathe air and live on earth. The fact that he's constantly telling her to abort and she's saying, fuck that baby, I might abort, I might not. It's really a disturbing thing to watch. But what I've noticed is that a lot of people have forgotten how these two even got together. And somehow that's been missed on a lot of people. And this is what I want young women to realize. The same way you get them is one, how you lose them. But see, when you're cool with being the side chick, because see, we promote this whole side chick culture. I took your man, I'm a baddie, I'm that girl. There's something wrong with you. And she was a very, very proud side chick. She would sit around and make fun of Jaden Alexis. She would wallow and, and glee in Jaden Alexis' misery. Remember, Jaden Alexis is not only his baby's mother, she's been with Blueface since they were like in junior high, high school. They have been together since before the fame. And Krishan, with the help of Blueface, of course, helped to destroy that relationship. And she found glee in it. So let me, you know, and, and I like Krishan, but I, I, you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm biased. I'm gonna call it how it is. And people forget these videos. You know, while they're going back and forth and it's very disturbing, People forget the glee that she took in disrespecting another woman. And I don't care if Alexis, Jada and Alexis is white, black, Mexican. That means nothing to me. She's still another woman. Um, so let me go ahead and just share this. So this was her, I believe, maybe two years ago. And this person um, keeps receipts on their mess. And I can't really, oh, I'm going to be a wife for you. I'm going to be this for you one day. I'm going to have your child. Why the fuck you want to have a child with a nigga that don't want to put 
just his dick in you, bro. I'm just saying. You feel me? Like, that's just me. Like, say if y'all slip out, whoop de whoop de whoop not you nigga go get that abortion, bro. You gonna be over here tripping like a dumbass. Oh, cause it's the baby that brought his clothes. Bitch, you didn't have to have that baby, bro. And you looking out for yourself because you thought smaller. Unless that nigga just said, don't get rid of my baby. But I still don't understand why we do this. I, I can't really, oh, I'm going to be white for you. I'm going to be this for you one day. And this is why it's hard for me to really feel bad. All these people going to her page with all these words of advice. Did y'all give the same words of advice when she was the other woman? And this is why I say this all the time. There's no sisterhood when it comes to women. There's no real sisterhood. It's, you know, I'm the bad bitch. I, I'm going to take your man. I don't care if that's your man. He's mine now. So, you know, the internet never forgets. When Alexis Jade was going through it and he was sleeping with both of them, she thought it was funny. She was calling Alexis Jade stupid for having another baby with Blueface when he's clearly not faithful to her. And now look how it's playing out on social media where he's calling her stupid and telling her to get an abortion and saying, I don't really plan on being there for you or this baby. So again, ladies, be, care be careful whose misery you, you, you know, delight in and take glee in because that may be the same bed that you're making for yourself in the future. Because a lot of people thought this was cute when she was when she was doing this to another woman. And now that the same karma, right? Because the same way you get them is how you lose them. Because see, the baby's mother is always the bad guy. She's crazy. She's not shit. He's going to tell you all that because he wants some ass. But now we see he's the common denominator. But you thought your cooch, your youth, and whatever else was going to be something different for him. And you've basically gotten the same man that Alexis Jade had. And a lot of women do this. It's sad. A lot of women do this and they find themselves in the same boat. That's why I said after a while, it's hard for me to find sympathy. Now when they go viral, I simply yawn. I'm going to cover it because it's viral and that's what I do on this channel. But it's hard for me to, to have a whole lot of sympathy for this clown show. Because that's what it is. It's a clown show at this point. And they're using this baby as a storyline. This whole abortion narrative, like this is supposed to be funny or cute. She was telling another girl a year ago, two years ago, to have an abortion. So again, ladies, be careful how you come into your relationship with your man. Be careful taking glee in the destruction of another woman's relationship. Because now she's out here being embarrassed in the same way she was helping to embarrass Jaden Alexis a year, two years ago. But y'all not ready for that conversation. Yeah, the whole situation is a clown show and it's sad. Yeah, it's definitely turned on her now. And I think that's the part, you know, and that's why I wanted to kind of speak on this a little bit more, because I think that's the part that a lot of women 
are missing is that, you know, there's not a real sisterhood and people are only feeling bad because they like Krishan. And they thought it was cute when Krishan was doing it to somebody else. And now that it's being done to Krishan, now it's like, oh, well, everybody has to have all this sympathy for her. No, they don't. Because she took glee in another woman's, you know, misery and, and heartache. There's a few other videos too. I don't know if they're the same. I think it's the same. Yeah. So at the end of the day, be careful how you get into relationships with these men. Be careful, you know, with this side chick mentality being, you know, gleeful about breaking up a so-called happy home. Um, because again, you can be in that same situation. And, and this is a song as old as time. Krishan, Alexis, and Blueface are not in, you know, they're not doing anything new. It's just a clown show for Twitter. It's a bit more extreme because they keep screaming about abortions. But we watched this play out with Peter Guns, Tara Wallace, and Amina Butterfly. You know, and Amina loved being the side chick, thought she was that girl when she took Peter from Tara, only to find out that she got the same man that Tara had. We got to do better. Uh, Abraham says, T, do you think one of them will end up in jail? You know, I don't know. I just hope for the sake of it, neither one of them end up killing each other. Because it's, it's just really disturbing to this point where she's now setting fires. I think she's having a mental break. And there's obviously a lot of mental issues there. And I'm not trying to diagnose her with anything. But I've always said this from the first time I, I found out who she was that there's some mental health issues there with her. And he takes full advantage of that. But my biggest fear is that they're gonna harm each other. Cause she does, she has no chill button. She has absolutely no chill button. And he he revels in, in pushing her buttons. He gets off on that. So that's my biggest fear. I don't know if they'll end up in jail. I'm just praying they don't end up killing each other. So yeah, the whole situation, yeah, it's it's a it's just a bunch of just toxicity. And I just hate the fact that this is being glamorized by a lot of young people and they don't see anything young, uh, anything wrong with this. And it's just another day in their world. But it's it's very, very disturbing. And I feel even worse that a baby is being brought into this. This should not be a storyline for a show. The fact that her only means of money is club appearances and Zeus Network is very disturbing. That's not a long-term, that's not a long-term hustle. It's not a long-term job. Let me go ahead and read these few super chats here before I go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, New Crown King sent $10. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Opinionated presents the glam print. Says, T, I think Blueface is doing that because he's her manager and he's using her. 
they did an interview on Clubhouse. He said he wants, he said he don't want to rap no more. He only wants to manage her career. Thank you so much for the $50 super chat. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think he has a choice. I couldn't name you one Blueface song besides Bust Down Tatiana. I, I don't know any other Blueface songs. He's always dropping links. I don't know anybody who's listening to his music. So I, I think that it's not about him wanting to retire. He has no choice at this point. Nobody's checking for his music. So, you know, it's like he's better off trying to manage her because people are at least checking for her. And I think that's the problem. He's basically not only created a monster, but he's also upset because she gets way more attention than he's ever had. And that's bothering his ego. And that's what we were talking about during the, the stream is that sometimes when a woman is more accomplished, it can really mess with the man's ego. So women who are making more money, who are in you know higher positions, they sometimes have to be really careful dating men who are not in the same arena as them because it can turn into a deadly jealousy. And that's the vibe I'm getting from Blueface. He gets way too, if, he, if, he's, if it's really about her music and pushing her music, why is he upset when other rappers want to work with her? Should he not, as, as her manager, push for rappers like little Boosie and little Baby to work with her? Be in the studio so you know that there's no hanky-panky going on. Manager artist, get a check. Or is it that he's upset because these same rappers don't and never had any wantings of working with him? So I don't think he's serious about managing her career. That's what he's feeding her to string her along. That career is the carrot on the stick. And he's dangling that over her head. He's not serious because if he was serious, he would encourage her to get on a track with Rick Ross and these rappers who are hitting her up, who have never hit him up. And that's why he's really upset. At this point, she is the breadwinner. Because when she's in the club shaking her ass pregnant and he's there right alongside her, he doesn't seem to be bothered. But when she's in the club shaking her ass with her friends and Boosie's in her face, now it's an issue. Now the womb ain't even safe. Now the kid ain't even safe in her womb, cuz. Now he's concerned about the baby in the womb. But he's not concerned when she's doing club appearances next to him, when she really should be at home. Instead of sitting there around loud, loud music all the time. But they have to pay the bills. And what's paying the bills right now is her club appearances. So yeah, it's 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 crazy, but I don't believe for a fact that he's actually managing her. But thank you for the super chat, sis. Um, Trendy Locks and 499 says, did you already talk about Snoop and AI? Child, I've been on here for an hour and 49 minutes. We talked about that at the beginning of the stream. But thank you for the super chat. Just wait for the playback. Um, yeah, the stream is almost over. <laughs> um, your mama's papa sent $100. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. They say, love your deep dives, team. Your PayPal link does not work. I would love to support you more, but YT blocks my super chats. Hope this one goes through from the West Side with love. Thank you so much. I know you've been telling me that the past few streams. It was not allowing you to send super chats. So I'm very grateful that this one came through. Um, 
I'll check my pay, my PayPal link again. I don't know why that wouldn't be working. The Cash App link um, is always down below as well. And that works uh, as well if you ever want to support on Cash App. But thank you so much for the super chat. And thank you for just being a longtime supporter of my channel. It means a lot to me. So thank you. That was my California peoples right there. Uh, let's see here. Jennifer sent 499 says in 2019, I suffered a pulmonary embolism and almost ended my life. My son is four years old and tells me that he's grateful to have me as a mom. That is so sweet. Yeah, those PEs are no joke at all. Y'all know I went through my own PE scare in 2020. And so I can definitely sympathize. It is no joke. Um, so by the grace of God, you made it because they call those the silent killers. And had I waited one more day and not went into the emergency room, I would not be here in 2023 to provide you with this live stream. So, <laughs> so thank God we both are here. You know what I'm saying? So thank you so much for the super chat. Um, are you sent 499 says they remind me of uh, Jocelyn and Stevie J. Yeah. In a way they do like a, a younger version. Yeah. Thank you for the super chat. And Jocelyn was another one. She made fun of Mimi and, and thought, you know, her pussy was gold and, you know, her and Steve were going to be this happy family. And again, she got the same man that Mimi had. So, you know, be careful laughing at another woman's misery. So thank you for the super chat. Uh, PW Sin 5 says, T wasn't Shaq and another famous black man in the hospital for mysterious illnesses before Jamie. I don't know. I didn't know Shaq was in the hospital and I don't know who the other famous black man is. If somebody wants to write it in the chat, they can. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate. I didn't know that. But thank you for the super chat. Though. I appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Octavia says they having a girl too. shake my head. He said this on his story. Yeah. And that, I thought that was so tacky because I'm sure she wanted to do a gender reveal like he does. Purpose, he purposely does stuff to just really, you know, pick at her because he could have left the gender out of it. But yeah, I peeped that it was going to be a girl. So just a shame. So, yeah. Well, on that note, you guys, I've been on here for almost two hours. I want to thank everybody for coming to this stream. I appreciate you guys. Thank you to everybody who sent a super chat. Thank you, guys. I hope you guys had a good night and enjoyed everything that we talked about today. So on that note, I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. I will see you guys soon in Atlanta. Don't forget to buy your tickets if you haven't gotten one already. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Have a good night, everyone.